0: Welcome to the new night home of Raw and Order, the wrestling booking unit. Uh, Since it was TakeOver Survivor Series weekend, and since we already did a WBU this week, this will actually be our first recap review show. And I know, we originally said we weren't a recap slash review show, but this week we are, so sue us. Ah, but... Good luck with that, because I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, fighting district attorney, Vincent K. Fay. D.A.
1: what's going on, man? How are you? Well, I'm great. I, my stream, um, the internet was not good today, so uh, a recap show is going to be fun. We'll just say that. Yeah. Also joining a- us,
0: also joining us is a man who needs no introduction, so I'm not going to give it to him.
1: Just That's
0: kidding. That's right. It's host of it. Radio, Justin LeBlanc.
2: That's me, that's me, Justin, JLB, LeBlanc, whatever you want to call me, just don't call me boring. What a week in wrestling, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yeah, I tell you what. I mean, we already went over most of it on the WBU the other night, and so really, this is only going to be covering War Games and ta- and uh, Survivor Series, but it was a heck of a weekend.
2: Yeah. Uh, a lot to get through, and since we have Absolutely. a lot to get through, and go ahead. Yeah. I was just gonna say, let's 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 get her done because there's a yeah. lot to talk about. And NXT took over is where it starts, where the war games began. The
0: war games, the match beyond, which WWE can't actually say because AEW trademarked it.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. uh, that's, that's so much fun. Yo, know, the whole the whole thing with war games going back to when uh, Dusty Rhodes created it was the name of the match was War Games and, you know, it was uh, four on four and one at a time they would enter into the double ring, but you couldn't win until all eight contestants were in. And that's when it entered a phase they called The Match Beyond. So the official name of the, g- the match was War Games, The Match Beyond. Well, when WWE started doing it, they never used the phrase The Match Beyond. So when... Uh, AEW comes along, Dusty, uh, Dusty's son Cody is sitting there going, hmm, what trademarks can I do? Oh, they haven't trademarked the match beyond. I'll do that. Oh, they let the trademark ra- lapse on Dusty Rhodes, so I'm going to trademark that. Oh, he, he just this last week got, like, uh, granted, I don't know, like seven or eight trademarks that were all old Dusty Rhodes-related stuff that WWE legitimately would have had at one point, and... Right. To just let laps because they're lazy.
1: Thanks for the history lesson. Don't yes. we have a show to do? We do.
0: I just got sidetracked <laughs> and that's that's uh the problem with me. And so we will get on to war games, not the match beyond. And we will start off at the beginning. Which, uh, that's a good place that's, good place. that's yeah. where
2: usually we start yeah, yeah
0: well yeah sometimes we don't in our predictions we didn't but that's because we didn't know where the beginning is anyways yeah. kickoff show <laughs> we had isaiah swerve scott versus angel garza now this was one we couldn't predict in advance because they didn't tell us about it in advance um right but it's a heck of a match uh isaiah scott is phenomenal although he was better when he went by his real name shane strickland I don't know if that's his real name, but that's his real name as far as I'm concerned. Um, And Angel Garza, we've talked about before, is phenomenal. So, uh, started off with an absolute heck of a match. We couldn't predict it, uh, but just in text messages, uh, Justin and I went back and forth, and both of us predicted Isaiah Scott, and both of us were wrong. So, It's interesting, though,
1: that you guys both got mad at me for working. Yeah,
0: stupid jobs. Couldn't take... 10 seconds out to to tweet swerve
1: or Scott, or that's what whatever. I did. Yeah, I'm like, well, swerve. I mean, I, mean, I could have, <laughs> I guess I, I could have predicted, um, you know, Angel at random because that's who I would have chose, but you won't believe that because sure won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's done now, it's done.
2: Yeah, you got that.
1: One. oh, but it kind of doesn't matter, which we'll find out shortly, won't we? Yeah.
2: Oh, snap. Fair enough. Snap. Oh, fair enough. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Jeez. Um,
0: but anyways, uh, it was a really good match overall. Uh, some sloppy moments at the beginning, but, you know, both Swerp and Angel Garza are both phenomenal workers, and so we basically could have predicted a good match, and, and we were correct. So, But then we get in, and they started off hot with the women's War Games match right off the bat. Mm. So... Earlier in the night, they announced that Mia Yim had to be taken out because she got attacked by a "quote unquote" unknown assailant just before the kickoff show. Who could possibly have done that? I don't
2: know. Um,
0: in totally unrelated uh, news, (laughs) though, Dakota Kai uh, stepped in to take her place. Couldn't Mm. possibly be related.
2: Nope, not at all. You cannot guess the writing teams. You you couldn't. You couldn't guess where they were going. Genius writing. Genius. No, no possible Sarcasm, ladies and gentlemen. It was Dakota. No time. possible. Nah. Um, Which, fun fact, by the way, Triple H did mention- in his post conference that that's exactly what they were planning even the start of when they were talking about war games so this has been pre-planned ahead for quite some time it's not like she was injured or something and she can perform uh this was something that he was planning from the get-go and obviously we saw that with the past few weeks so just fun little fact there yeah yeah no
0: and it's 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 a great storyline and it's one of those things that um, that really kind of shows how good the writing is in NXT overall. Is that they've teased it over the course of three or four weeks, and yet we still get surprised by it in a way. You know, kind of shocked. And and to get to the the big uh, news in this, you know, the match goes back and forth. Uh, of course, the heels have the advantage at the beginning, and just as the
1: faces look no, like they're no, 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 the heels didn't happen and have an advantage at the beginning. First no. two people in were in were, were um, Rhea and. Nope,
0: no. It started off. Um, the heels won the advantage because they. The heels always get the advantage in war games matches. Uh, I think mm. if you went back in the history of all of the war games matches, there was only like one that the faces got the advantage. I would swear
1: it was nope. Rhea.
0: Nope. Okay. Uh, but, nope. But uh, no. Nope. Wrong. <laughs> nope. You're wrong. Kevin Bacon wasn't in Footloose. Nope. <laughs> No, no, no. I think can so, we get
1: sued for the using the Kevin Bacon wasn't in Footloose thing?
0: Uh, we could only if we use the actual clip of it, I believe. So, but yeah, yeah no, so it started good. off uh, Io Shirai and Candace LeRae, in, and then Bianca Belair was the third person in, which gives her the heels the advantage. Uh, and then Rhea Ripley came in which evened it up and then Kaylee Ray came in which gave the heels the advantage again and at that point the clock ticks down and it was time for the faces to enter and the door opened and um, Dakota Kai steps out she's going to be the next one in for the faces she takes about three steps and then kind of stops and turns and just runs back in and absolutely lays out her quote unquote best friend Tegan Knox. just demolishes her and then proceeds to just beat on her for like two or three minutes it's
2: it's glorious <laughs> <laughs> what I don't get is why she wasn't allowed
1: in the match though at least she I think she left on her own and then they they banned her which is that's that's very uh, very William Regal's character mm-hmm.
0: well that's the mm-hmm. William Regal came out and uh, when they were trying to separate her and said you're gone. You're gone, so I, I guess it's technically a disqualification. But they're playing a little fast and loose with the rules of of war games, just in general, because the next uh, part of the rules is uh, the match doesn't begin until all eight competitors are in the ring. Uh, but only six competitors ever got to the ring.
2: So, well, yeah, but what, uh, what are you yeah, gonna do with that card? Yeah, that's that's a bit much. There, you don't, you can't really blame them for that but i mean still the fact that regal saying no you're out kind of ridiculous um i don't know i guess it doesn't necessarily matter it was still a freaking awesome match
0: it was a it was a phenomenal match the heel turn was awesome and here's the deal uh i i give him crap for playing fast and loose with the rules but in reality it was the only way to do it because if dakota kai turned in the ring in the match then they'd have a mess to deal with and they couldn't set up the storyline that they were really setting up, which was the the two-on-four handicap in there and Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae being able to somehow or another beat the odds and win, the odds. you know? And, and that's the deal. If if Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox got into the ring, even if they start beating each other up and all that stuff, then you've got this whole, whole mess of these two other players that didn't need to be there for the storyline they were telling, so I give, them, I give them a pass on it I just like to give them crap for playing fast and loose rules, but so anyways, in the end, uh, Baszler went for the Coquina Clutch or uh, Kirafuna Clutch or uh, Sleeper Hold or Million Dollar Dream, uh, whatever you want to call it um, and uh, uh, Ripley when trying to remove her arm uh, and everything handcuffed herself to Shayna Baszler, and then was able to pull the arms off and then use that to do her riptide, which is a uh, pump handle slam uh, through some chairs and then oh. for the win. And it was phenomenal. Great match.
2: And then, of course, just, just uh, so, yeah, so that match was awesome. But also, you had the two spot fest, too. I forgot the two women who uh, jumped on top of the cage uh, from on top, but that was pretty badass. I uh, was not expecting... I forgot her name. I believe uh, you Io Shirai was the main one
0: who did the big jump, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was a phenomenal match. Uh, I, Io Shirai looked like a star. Candace LeRae really looked like a star out of it, um, which really makes me happy. I've been a fan of hers for a long time, and I've been really disappointed because over the last year, she really went through a long uh, stretch where she was basically just Johnny Gargano's wife and not the phenomenal right. wrestler she uh, should be showcased. Yeah. And it also made Rhea Ripley look like a legitimate star with a legitimate uh, claim for a title match now, which is going to set up some great things. Um, the nice thing is, out of that, uh, the two of you both chose Ripley. So that gave you, you. a one-point win there. I chose Basler, and therefore get zero points.
1: Uh, no way to be tied at the
0: top buddy good job yeah, so yeah.
1: we go on
0: to the next match which was the number one contenders match pete dunn versus damian priest versus killian dane now uh to uh uh continue the trend spoiler alert here i chose damian priest and the other two people chose pete dunn and uh guess what it was pete dunn and we have done it again ladies and gentlemen we done it again guys up two to nothing on me. Um, but no, it was a good match overall. I I just kind of figured that they were going to continue the Dunn versus Dane feud and apparently they're done with that. Uh, they're the done part. with Pete and Dane. Ha ha ha. Yeah. It, but no, it was a good match. I mean, they all looked pretty good out of it. I'm, I used to be a huge Punishment Martinez fan on um, the Indies and I've said it before, I'm just not down with the Damian Priest character. Um, I wish they'd just let him be Punishment Martinez, but that's beside the point. So, we move on to uh, D.A. Fabe's favorite match of the night, Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor.
1: There is a reason it's my favorite match of the, month, the night. Uh, it's because uh, uh, Matt Riddle got his ass kicked? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I don't it was... hate him, I just wish... That he wasn't on wrestling. Oh
2: Jesus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now um what did you guys think about the
0: whole jackhammer spear sitch? That's what I was actually gonna get into. Uh oh, well. Uh, Balor
2: be- hit- be
0: Yeah, Balor went for the sling blade. Um and then uh when he got up, he was hit by a spear by uh Matt Riddle and then a jackhammer and uh only got a two count out of it. So uh mm-hmm. Goldberg can continue to say I do a jackhammer better.
1: I, yeah, I, is yep. this, I mean, is this going to come to fruition? Is this, I feel like this is a work at this point.
2: Well, I, I feel
0: Triple like, H- I feel like it's a shoot that worked itself into it.
1: That's it.
2: Cause Triple H did mention at the post, uh, post, uh, whatever, post, uh, pay per view interview, uh, that he didn't know that Riddle was going to do it. Um, he's like, there's currently, obviously you might also just say that too. There's currently no, nothing for Goldberg and Riddle to do anything. He's like, listen, we've all heard about the the backstage thing that happened or whatever. Have you, he's like, but I was fine with it. He's like, you know, it's nothing wrong. Um, yeah, but I'm guessing that's what Riddle is, uh, Riddle's going for. Obviously. Do you see this lit maybe like a WrestleMania kind of thing?
0: I, I think here's what it Ugh. really comes down to. Matt Riddle has a long history of poking bears, uh, hoping he eventually uh, gets into a big name match, right? And so he's gone after Seth Rollins. He's gone after AJ Styles. He's gone after, uh, of course, uh, Goldberg here. And it's kind of one of those things. He, he just loves to get on Twitter and uh, uh, poke bears, Hoping that it gets him a lot of publicity and maybe gets him into a big match. Um, And this Mm. is one case where it might eventually get him into a big match. Um, What I don't think he realizes is uh, as much uh, as he's got fans in wrestling, D.A. Faye being the number one of him. Oh, absolutely. um, Uh, I don't think he realizes how much sway Bill Goldberg would have over the booking of that match if it ever happens. Um, For sure. If you think Bill Goldberg's gonna lay down to Matt Riddle after uh, Matt Riddle smack talks him on the internet and backstage and all that stuff, he's got another thing coming. That match is gonna uh, end in
1: a spear jackhammer by Goldberg, and it's probably gonna be about two minutes later. Yeah, I mean he might allow... In the booking, he, he might allow to uh, well, and that and that might be where Riddle says I'm not doing it then. Yeah. So, you know, what I, th- I
2: think he just wants the mania. I just think he wants to be part of WrestleMania somehow. He's like, guys, the way it's looking right now, might not be part of Mania. Let me at least see if I can get a Goldberg match going and uh, see if I can get the crowd hyped up for that because uh, he's been working hard at the whole Goldberg feud for a while, even though it's mostly one-sided uh it definitely still got goldberg's attention though so we'll see and that is where uh d.a fabe
0: uh gets out to a slight lead uh because both him and i picked balor and justin for some w- weird reason thought that matt riddle would win versus balor's first match back in nxt
2: after you know turning heel hey bro listen all right. You don't mess with the bro code. The bro code is always there. And uh, I don't know. I just thought Finn would just make Riddle look good, even though it was his first match back. And I think this is where I even mentioned I wanted to just change it up a bit since everybody was doing it. Uh, but it is what it is. You know, bro down. And that's, yeah. that's how the cookie
0: crumbled. So, and then we get to the final uh, match of the night. The men's war game match. Team Champa versus Undisputed Era. And uh, previously, uh, Team Champa, uh, Tommaso Champa, had tweeted out that he'd talked to a potential fourth man. It's all going to depend on whether he can make it or not. Mm-hmm. And that was really it. So we didn't know who the fourth man was going to be. And they come out and they get in the cages and there's the four men from Undisputed Era and the three men, uh, Tommaso Champa, Keith Lee and Dominic Djokovic. Uh, get into the other cage, and a fourth man does not. And the uh, entire match, uh, up to a point, uh, features Morrow and uh, whatever the other guy's name—Vic Joseph, I don't remember. Um, Nigel, 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 Nigel. Yeah. <laughs> saying, uh, saying, oh, is there a fourth man? Oh, oh, we don't know. No one ever said anything. Oh, jeez. And I was like, yeah, yeah, beat us over the head with it. We get it. Right. <laughs> um. But it was, a, it was a great match back and forth uh, going on. Keith Lee did some phenomenal things. Uh, Adam Cole did some great stuff. Uh, it got to a point there, of course, once again, heels had the advantage in this match. So it started off with uh, two undis- well, with two people in the ring and then the second Undisputed Era guy came in. So it was two on one and so on and so forth. And it ended up, there was, it was four on three and it came time for the fourth man to come in, and in kind of a side bet, side wager, whatever you want to call it, during the predictions, we all had predicted who we thought the fourth man would be. Uh, we were all wrong. We were all all wrong. Uh, Justin and I predicted it'd be uh, John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo, whatever you want to call him, uh, making his WWE his rumored WWE WWE re-debut. Well, you know time. NXT. NXT but uh it wasn't him and D.A. Fabe thought it would be Seth Rollins for I don't know reasons
1: well um, I mean it did actually kind of similar you know in terms of what I'm and I'm not trying to get my piece on this but no you're definitely wrong yeah you were 100 well yeah I mean it's not like you can change the word Seth to Kevin
2: but i do see where Officer marks is saying it's essentially you had a team raw guy who was going to be on survivor series the next day as part of team uh as part of uh, an nxt match uh the day before so seth rollins would have also made sense which we'll allude to in survivor series see what happens with kevin owens there but yeah you can go on good sir yep.
0: but indeed it was kevin owens uh, making a, his re debut down in NXT, um, coming in and, and helping Team Champa win. Uh, it ended with just a horrendous air raid crash from the top of the cage, Champa through Cole through two table. Awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, a plus match, you know. Not, nothing I really could I- complain about.
2: I thought you were gonna say it ended with Britt Baker's shocking face on WWE <laughs> television.
0: Well, there was that.
2: There was that,
0: <laughs> and and even more than just her face, they actually mentioned her by name. Yeah, um, that's Morrow's doing. They, yeah, they said uh, Adam Cole's girlfriend Britt Baker. Now, they didn't say Britt Baker DMD, who wrestles for AEW, but right. it still was pretty pretty big to have actually. Her face and acknowledgement of her
2: on NXT.
0: So I applaud them for that.
2: No, but apparently it wasn't legitimate. Triple H actually felt bad for that. The camera guy was actually just looking for someone who was deeply concerned. And that was the most concerned person. Yeah. So and Triple whoops. H didn't actually know
0: he, um, and he th- but he did later say you know it's still it was the right thing to do to acknowledge you
2: know uh, yes and no but he also feels bad because he doesn't want to get her in trouble
0: ah she'll be she funny. wasn't was going to get in trouble night. yeah Cody's not no. going to do that no one from no. AEW is going to be angry at her for that i mean especially if you've seen any of the uh, tweets from Cody over the last few weeks um Cody is by far the most humble uh, person out there, you know, when when NXT beat AEW instead of throwing stones or whatever, he says, "Hey, we get back up when we go to work next time." They
2: did a good job, you know. Uh, a, so, so he didn't pull a Chris Jericho, is what you're saying? No,
1: no. Chris Jericho. It's a marathon, how? not a Chris Jericho is playing a character.
2: Yeah, and true.
0: and maybe Cody Rhodes is playing a character too, but he's playing it very well as you know the respectful good guy, you know. Uh, and I think you know his his kind of statement from the beginning is there's room in in this world for two wrestling promotions. You know he he's not pulling a uh, Eric Bischoff. Uh, my number one goal is to put WWF out of business. His he says there's room for two be- two teams in here. You know. But anyways, back to to NXT takeover. Uh top to bottom, a phenomenal phenomenal show. Uh, I think. Oh. Maybe the lowest grade I could give any of them is maybe a B. Yeah,
2: and that's, I agree
0: with I just, that uh, for
1: individual know. matches. Sure, mm-hmm. sure.
0: I um, mean, some people
1: who didn't perform quite as well as others, but I would say hands down, this year's this year's men's war games was better than last year's. Now I didn't want I have I've yet to watch three years ago when uh, Undisputed Era took on a different plethora of people. Uh, But this year's was much better than last year's. And it seemed more, like, last year's didn't really make sense. It it was, oh, War Games is here, so, uh, okay, uh, uh, War Raiders. You guys are going to be in it, and, and, you know, all that stuff. This year, it was like, y'all are assholes, and we're pissed off was the group of people that were going up against the Undisputed Era.
0: But, I mean, I th- I think it says a lot that probably the worst of the matches was probably the Damian Priest-Pete Dunn-Killian-Dane match. And oh, that was by far not a bad match at all. No. Um, that's what I say. I mean, like, maybe a B on it. I don't know. B plus, you know. You had, like, yeah. four A matches and a B
2: plus, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's it. It was just a great pay-per-view, and it was only four matches, right? Four matches, ah, like five, five matches, five matches, including the Angel Garza, uh, right? And honestly, it lasted, and it was what two and a half hours, and I was that? thoroughly entertained for well, two that, and a half hours. That seems
0: to be kind of the running theme with takeovers over the over the course of their time. They're they typically are shorter and more concise and like there's just no fluff and maybe the main roster could learn from it uh because i think they they just try to pack their pay-per-view so full of stuff that sometimes it's just too much and i think survivor series in a way had a little bit of too much in it and we'll get to that here in i don't know now Because that was yesterday, so we'll get to tonight. Survivor Series. Now, of course, Survivor Series had a lot more matches, um, including two new matches for the uh, pre-show that were not previously announced, so we could not predict them. I love how WWE loves to do
2: this. Mm. I just and do it so yeah, often now.
0: Yeah, it's like every every pay-per-view, they're like, oh, by the way, here's two or three, or in the case of... Uh, Hell in a Cell, five matches that we didn't previously announce. Yeah. Just seriously, how do you expect people to get excited over a pay-per-view if, you know, there are a bunch of matches that you don't previously? Like, I get it, things have to change and things are in flux, but, you know, when you put together, in the case of Survivor Series, a cross-brand tag team battle royal with tag teams from all three uh promotions all three right. brands um on it uh so three versus three versus three tag teams that's nine tag teams all together that you had to coordinate you're telling me you threw this
2: together in the last 24 hours yeah that's it- yeah. hard to believe like I mean they might have just said it like that but that doesn't even make sense no like or you could have just made two extra matches out of that that felt like it was way too many people in the freaking Shit. ring. Um, as, as usually how they do their battle royales, it's just a lot of hoopla and you don't really know kind of what's going on. I liked the ending of it where we saw, uh, oh no, I'm thinking of the other tag match. I want to say Ziggler though. Didn't we see Ziggler yeah. and Rue? Ziggler and R- 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 not winning it. Oh. So
0: the total contestants were of course, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, the street pop friends and Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins representing Raw, the Revival Heavy Machinery and Lucha Botch Party. I mean, house party representing SmackDown, uh, uh, and oh, uh, excuse me, and Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode representing SmackDown. So there are actually four SmackDown teams, ten total teams, and then uh, Breezango, Forgotten Sons, and uh, Imperium representing NXT. Um, and don't get me wrong, like I am always happy to see uh, Imperium in our ring.
1: Uh, what I wouldn't give to actually see Imperium versus in a War Games match Imperium versus uh, Undisputed Era. Yeah, it would be great. But
0: instead, they throw them in a pre show battle royal. And, you know, I've always kind of had a hard time with tag team battle royals because of the the stupid, oh, if one person gets eliminated, both of them get eliminated. Right. Uh, It just makes no sense to me. You know, Uh, it's a battle royal. They would need
2: a longer pre-show
0: if they did it that way. Or, I don't know, don't don't put three uh, teams, or three uh,
1: matches on the pre-show.
0: Nope, valid point. Anyways, so, uh, it went on. Control
1: your schedule? I don't like this.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're not exactly known for that, but, uh, Street tro- Profits came in and hit a like uh, beautiful uh, frog splash from uh, Montez Ford. Um, but before he could do a cover, Rude sent him over the top rope uh, to give uh, Rude and Ziggler the win for reasons. They won something <laughs> out of it. I don't know.
2: There, there was
0: Corbin. Yeah, there was a trophy by the side of the ring, but they never actually said that it was for the trophy um oh no
2: wasn't that trophy the oc's trophy though that was actually for the battle royal. okay maybe i don't know and like i said they just showed it they didn't really talk about it you know (laughs) so it was
0: just yeah battle royal. i don't know so we'll see moving on we had the nxt cruiserweight championship match which I, I do have to bring up, I still don't understand why they moved the NX, the, the Cruiserweight Championship to, uh, under NXT, but it's still a purple belt. More importantly, why was this a, th- a triple brand? Um, it didn't technically count towards, I went back over the scores, it didn't count towards the scoring. Okay. Um, even though technically it is a triple brand, because Akira Tozawa is technically a Raw superstar. Yep. Uh, Leo Rush is technically NXT since NXT. the NXT championship, uh, Cruiserweight Championship. And Kalisto is technically a SmackDown superstar since the Lucha Botch Party, House Party, I keep saying it, um, uh, was uh, in the SmackDown uh, side for the tag team battle. But they didn't technically count this as one of the branded wins one way or so. Okay. Damn. Hey, Way okay. to
2: freaking uh, make your Lucha wrestlers watch.
1: look more interesting. On the whole lucha botch slash house party thing, it's okay that you make that mistake. I mean, I've heard a couple times recently where people got Adam's name wrong, so we're okay. Whose name? Adam Cole Bebe.
0: Oh, oh, Mr. Bebe's name. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I wasn't yeah, sure. Sorry. To refer to it. There's lots of Adams out there Adam Wilborn, Adam Cleary.
1: <laughs> there's there's probably even several Adam Coles. This is why we have to refer to specifically Adam Miss, Cole Mr. Oh, baby. Nicely way. That was well
2: done. Yep, yep. Anyway, I enjoyed that.
0: In the end, uh, it was a cruiserweight match that they love to throw in the kickoff show. Um, and Leo Rush won and kept the cruiserweight championship. And it was it was a match.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the pre-show. best
1: way to describe it. <laughs> that's that's uh, it was a match. It was pre-show. in a ring around ropes with four yes. corners. That's <laughs> the definition of pre-show matches right there. It was a match. It was a match. It was a match. Oh, yeah. Vince didn't care about it, so it's not going to be well-written at all. And, uh, you know, you would think, though, that if Vince didn't care about it and didn't put his two cents in, it might have actually been a better match. But, unfortunately, he only doesn't care about people he can't ruin that already aren't really all that entertaining to begin with.
0: Well, and I like Leo Rush. And I like Akira Tozawa. I mean, they're both phenomenal wrestlers. Amazing. (laughs) Kaliso <laughs> is a words. Um, but but like there's there was no storyline going into it, no hype for it. Uh last thing we knew, there were people down in NXT competing for a number one contender's uh ship for uh the cruiserweight belt, one of them being Angel Garza, and yet uh, on the Survivor Series show, someone got a shot, and it was none of those people who recently were competing for a number one contender shot. Yeah. So it like made no real point, one way or another. And and of course, being on the kickoff show, they're playing to a half full arena because people are still getting beers and you know filtering in. So the the arena is not particularly into it. And every, I mean, it was just like, nah, here's a match. It happened. We'll move yeah. on to... Uh, yeah, we spent way too... Uh, yeah, that was more coverage <laughs> than that match
2: deserved. That's what I'm saying. I think we, <laughs> our, our coverage was longer than a match. Yeah.
0: So we move on to the Viking Raiders versus the Undisputed Era versus the New Day. And then this was the first of the Triband Champions matches of the night, of which we had uh, three total. Um, and so... Uh, and it was, of course, like I said, Viking Raiders, Undisputed Era, and The New Day going at it. And uh, that's just a recipe for uh, some good match.
1: So, yeah. Uh, well, and a lot of entertainment. I mean, those all three of those those tag teams put on entertaining shows, not necessarily great matches. I mean, none of them are really known for their flip-de-doos um, or anything like that, but you definitely get storytelling out of all three of those teams yes and mm-hmm. and frankly anytime
0: you can have uh Kyle O'Reilly and Kyle O'Reilly and bobby fish do the total elimination uh their their up and down uh move mm-hmm. i pop hard for it i love that finisher whatever you want to call it um, but it and was they not it.
1: performed on eric or ivar no it was
0: not because uh, they're yeah. enormous <laughs> yeah, well, and they tried to at one point, and Ivar—I uh, think it was Ivar.
1: Ivar's the bigger one is one, which. Did you <laughs>
0: figure that out finally? I think Ivar's the bigger one, and Eric the the smaller one. Perfect. Um, we're going but with But it's it. it's so tough because they're they're Hanson and Rowe. They were always Hanson and Rowe in the Independence. They were Hanson and Rowe.
1: Um. I think and, I but I think I think on SmackDown you're right I think they referred to the smaller one as Eric so yeah. I'm going to go with it yeah but
0: uh they went to do the total elimination on Ivar in the ring and he cartwheeled out of it uh, uh that big guy mm-hmm. cartwheeling is always fun to see so yeah. um and in the end the Viking Raiders uh defeated it uh which was Uh, defeated uh, the Undisputed
2: Era to to win, and it was a fun match. I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. It's Um, weird. Every time I see the Viking Raiders on a match, I'm always kind of like, ugh, I don't know. And then, as I'm actually watching the match, I'm like, oh yeah, these guys have some pretty good moves. But I don't know why. Just their name always turns me off when I hear them on a marquee, if you will. And then watching the match, I'm kind of like, alright. You know what? That was pretty good. Well, oh, yeah, if, these, if these they guys look kept a lot perfect. like like the War
0: Machine. Yeah, they really look a lot like the War Machine or the War Raider. You remember yeah. them?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, you guys are such cheese balls. You guys,
2: y'all should be on the, y'all should be the poster boy for Cheetos. Get that Cheetah Cat out of there and put you guys straight Mac in the middle, Officer Smarks and Officer K Fabe. Hashtag not Cheetos. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs>
0: Come come at us, Cheetos! Give us an anyway. Offer. So uh, the
1: Viking Raiders win this one. Yes. Put on a show.
0: Put on a show. We need to move Make on.
1: It. We got we got a lot of show to cover still, we still here. Do in fact, and this do. is all pre-show.
0: That was all pre-show. So now we this get is. to the main event. Not really the main show. There we go. Um, we get and we of course, ladies. It starts with the ladies' uh, Survivor Series match, and and I ladies have a stars? little bit of a bone to pick just because this was a phenomenal match and it really deserved a better spot than the
1: first, you know what I mean? I, um, and don't get me wrong, a lot of people do a lot of that double main events and the first one and the last one being the supposed main events
0: and 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 I get it and everything, but to me the fact that the women's war games match was the night before the first match of the night after the kickoff show and then the women's survivor series is the first match and it just seems a little repetitive and and I
1: don't know boring. it seems a little sexist like uh like like Vince maybe doesn't think women are as good as men even well, though they well, I put mean, on a better match the night before it's actually
2: the opposite though right it's the gentleman thing for him to do what do men usually the, do when the they open the door sirs. they allow the lady thank uh, you thank you 80s yep. first, yeah, it, and then they say things
0: like "I hate to see," uh, "I don't want you to leave," but "I I love to see you go," you know, or whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oh, class, <laughs> uh, I I I've always hated it when when guys have said that and everything. But let's get back to the yeah, traditional Survivor Series. It. I was making fun of Vince McMahon. That's
2: what Oh, <laughs> okay.
0: So we found out last night on the post show for takeover uh the five members of the uh, nxt women's team um of course yeah. we previously knew the raw team was going to be charlotte sarah logan uh natalia and then the kabuki warriors uh, Kyrie sane and asuka and we had uh, always known uh the team from smackdown Uh, Led by Sasha Banks You had Lacey Evans, Carmella Dana Brooke for some reason, I don't know And uh, Nikki Cross Uh, But we didn't know the NXT team And she revealed them last night We knew Rhea
1: We knew Rhea the whole time We knew Rhea
0: was the team captain And we didn't know anyone else And then on Smackdown on Friday uh, The NXT women invaded And it was Rhea Ripley Candice LeRae Mia Yim Um... Uh, um, Tegan Knox and uh, Tony Storm and I marked out hard because I uh, think Tony Storm is amazing and I really wish they would bring her over and put her on NXT so uh, more people here in America could see her on a regular basis because she yeah. is phenomenal and she's only I think 23 so she's oh, got perhaps. a lot of career ahead of her
1: uh, and a lot well, of big ups. Just short note she's been in the final four of the last two uh, Mae Young classics um, and probably the most Vince-esque to look upon in the Final Four. In fact, maybe Vince will actually have paid attention tonight and she may be main roster tomorrow. Yeah. Well, we can hope. <laughs> we can hope. But
0: um, due to the events uh, last night of uh, Mia Yim getting taken With, out uh, pre Saturday night. Saturday night. Saturday Mia Yim getting taken out uh, in the pre show by a still unknown assailant. We still don't know uh, that it was Dakota Kai, um, but it was Dakota Kai. <laughs> um, and then Tegan Knox getting taken out later by a Dakota Kai. Those two were, of course, unavailable. And um, so when Rhea Ripley made her announcement, she said, You know, I went to war tonight and the only person that I uh, trust on my side at war uh, is Candace LeRae, so she's definitely in. And then she said that uh, Io Shirai and Bianca Belair had won her respect at that. So they were in, and then Tony Storm. Uh, but it's still, it kind of, to me, it twists a little at the continuity that literally, when she made that announcement, it was like half an hour or an hour after... Uh, Io Shirai and Bianca Belair were trying to almost kill her in the ring and now she's like, now they're going to be on the
2: team with us. Yay! Um, Uh, Yeah, but I mean you know, she already got their respect though, right? In that sense, like yeah, you tried to kill me, but you put up a good match, you got the best of me kind of thing As as a fellow wrestler you get my respect. What else do you want them to do? What else do you want her to say? Well, you know? and, and
1: again, remember, it, there was an opportunity at the end of this, and we have yet to, to list that, but at the end, to return to that storyline. And I think we'll talk about, a little bit about that. So mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about the match first, and then just remind oh. me at the end.
2: Yeah. The big thing
1: is Rhea Ripley ha- can have respect for them
0: uh, because they were in a match and they went to war and all of this stuff. But there's, like... Io Shirai's whole character is, I don't respect anyone else. That's right. kind of her whole character. So why she would suddenly be all team NXT for this. Like, you can make that argument. Bianca Belair wasn't really a bad guy. She was just on the bad guy team. Right. She's really more of a tweeter. But anyways, um, it still is a phenomenal team together. get. Uh, yeah. And I, no, sure. like you said before, <laughs> I love seeing Candace LeRae get another spotlight and be able to show what she can do. And I'm super happy that Tony Storm got to come out and show uh, what she can do, although she didn't get to do as much as I really hoped she would. But um, but so it started off, uh, and uh, they had the big old schmas and all that stuff. And it took a long time before we got our first elimination. And uh, once we got our first elimination then it kind of went fast and furious for a while. Um, yeah. And I'm not going to go one one by another elimination here and that, all of that stuff, because uh, uh, there's just too much People stuff People can look that up online. But at one point, <laughs> uh, both Io Shirai and Candice LeRae are shaken up on the outside um, after being choked by Asuka and uh, all sorts of stuff. And uh, the referees and trainers come down, and they escort... EO uh, Shirai and Candace LeRae to the back. Um, now, keeping in mind the storyline in NXT is that Candace LeRae and EO Shirai hate each other, that they used to be best friends, and EO turned on Candace, and now they're enemies. Uh, but they get ex- escorted to the back, um, and they're effectively out of the match. And then it goes right. on, and uh, people are eliminated, and all of this stuff, and it gets down to uh, the final two, um, and, and the final two was Sasha Banks and rhea ripley and at this point i will point out here that um we kind of went pretty heavy um on uh smackdown uh all of us winning this because we really thought that this was the time that you put uh someone from smackdown over but specifically sasha banks over and so i Mm -hmm. thought we're gonna have it we're gonna have it and then Io Shirai and Candice LeRae come running down from the locker room. And uh, uh, Sasha Banks has Rhea Ripley in the bank statement. And uh, LeRae and Shirai pull her out of the ring, breaking that hold. And then Candice LeRae distracts the referee while Io Shirai hits a missile drop kick on uh, Sasha Banks. And then Rhea Ripley finishes her off with the riptide, the pump handle slam, and uh, gets the win. And, and that's where I have a little bit of a, uh, because like, yeah, I get it. They're functioning on the same team and everything. But these are people who, the storyline we've been telling is that they hate each other right now. And then they're working together to help Ripley.
2: Yeah. It looked a bit too friendly. You're right. Yeah. It looked way too friendly. It looked like they were all good now that they were actually best friends. Yeah. And you even know? more than that.
0: Then uh, it goes to the, the, and this is what I think DFA was referring to, it goes to the ramp and all of Team NXT comes out and stands on the ramp and celebrate that, uh, that they got the win and all of this stuff. Um, and, and I'm like, this is where they could have made a payoff and they could have had Belair and Shirai or even just Shirai turn on them yeah. turn on Candace LeRae, and beat them up on on the uh, ramp on the ramp and leave you know and then and it goes really back.
1: could have turned it all into a a well now that we've we did our duty for trips because we all respect trips or we did our duty for NXT because we love our you know trips uh, company pride <laughs> or whatever yeah it's trips right. but um, because company pride and now that that's all over with, we don't care if you attack Candace. Bye. You know, with the exception, the parlay of, is over. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, we call the temporary truce um, for this night and for over the last several weeks to do a couple attacks on our own show. We'll attack each other. Um, we'll have a truce when when it's time to time to. It's a lot like so so. Uh, they Smart's were just so bad. It was so weird smarks i mean your your brothers your brothers punch you and and you get punched right mm-hmm. but the neighbor kid punches you and your brothers go punch the neighbor kid yeah. and try to make sure you're okay and the next day yeah only i can get punch a you again. kid yeah. <laughs> exactly and and that's so. the thing is
0: Io Shirai and bianca belair could really have had the only i get to beat up rhea ripley sort of a thing but anyways now they did have some intertwining storylines in there um <laughs> Excuse me, uh, including uh, including uh, uh, Oscar turning on her team, which I didn't really go over.
1: Nobody is ready for Green Mist. No, no one. Now it started
0: off when um, Kyrie Sane got eliminated, right? And uh, then Oscar wanted to go in, and and Flair went in, uh, you know, and, and all of this stuff, and they they fought each other for a bit, and then Oscar left for a second, and then came back in and green-misted uh, flair. And th- it, this is probably one of my only problems in the match, really, is because then there was literally like a three-minute long segment of uh, Charlotte kind of wandering around. I don't know if it was three minutes, but it was way longer than it should have been. Uh, wandering around, like, oh, I've been misted in the eyes. Oh, jeez, oh, what's gonna happen? I'm like, why is nobody hitting her?
1: Right, uh, yeah. As it's the legal woman
0: yeah, yeah She's the legal like, woman could be eliminated why is nobody and then eventually probably the biggest
1: threat in the match too so you can eliminate the biggest threat the legal woman all at one time and people just kind of ignore her. i i guess i didn't even think about that as i'm watching it i allowed the shock factor to sink in i allowed the suspension of disbelief so and that's fine i just I, had a little bit less of it because i'm would, just sitting there like why is sorry. it taking
0: so long um, and then uh, Lacey Evans hit Charlotte with the women's right, and then pinned. Oh, uh, Lacey,
1: right? Uh, yeah. uh,
0: and then Natalia came in and defeated Lacey Evans. So
1: yeah, who were pals? Yeah, yeah. they were enemies, After and they, they hated each
0: And then I don't know.
1: The they were on a different show. <sighs> Everything they're doing with Natalia is wrong. Everything.
0: Yeah. So,
1: but so, anyways, still a good match, all in all, and
0: uh, still the team. Uh, that, you know, ended up looking... I mean, Rhea Ripley looked like a star, even though she... The whole weekend. The whole weekend, Ugh. Rhea
1: yeah. Ripley looked
0: like an yeah. uh, uh Candice LeRae looked great. Tony Storm didn't get enough time to really shine, but what little time she had, she looked like. And so it really was a good showcase for NXT. And so despite the fact that i had chose smackdown and dfa but chose smackdown and justin had chose smackdown i do think the correct team won so yeah um, absolutely. um so that was great there uh and to go back uh just uh while we're talking about predictions we all picked the viking raiders to win the previous uh so we all got a point for that one and then no point for so um <laughs> then we move on to the next of the champion versus champion versus champion match AJ Styles versus Roderick Strong versus Shinsuke Nakamura which arguably might be the best match of the night um yeah. i really liked it
1: really solid yeah um uh,
0: but it was a great match all in all and uh went back and forth and and nakamura got to be the smarmy heel that he's been and aj styles got to be the smarmy heel that he's been and oddly enough uh, Roderick Strong, who's a smarmy heel, kind of had to play the face in this match. Uh,
1: well, I mean, his character in general is the the face who accidentally gets to win, you know. Oh, so,
0: and and that's pretty much what happened is, as yeah. you know, if Abe and I had talked about it. I mean, it's a long story with uh, uh, Strong. I mean, he's a phenomenal wrestler, but uh, especially in triple threats, he tends to win based on a move someone else does and then he throws that person out and and uh pins the person Man. and that's exactly what happened styles hit the phenomenal four on, oh, on
2: he legit not- always wins like that
0: not always but he uh, on but the last stretch, two triple
1: threats that he's been in were that way
0: yeah they've told that story I mean, wow okay. when he had
1: when he had die jack and keith lee in him mm-hmm. uh keith lee hit die jack with was it the hulk smash
0: I can't even remember the exact finish. Anyway, but it one, was, of, yeah.
1: one of his, his closers, and he dropkicked Keith, Keith Lee out of the ring and stole the win and beat Dijak. Yeah. So,
0: And that's how it happened. Uh, AJ Styles yeah, hit the phenomenal match. forearm on Knack, and uh, Strong came in, threw AJ out, and pinned Nakamura for the win. But it was a great yeah. match. Great match. And, and, you know, there were a whole lot of false finishes, a whole lot of attempts at... Uh, uh, styles clashes and kinshasa's and everything Um, but strong won and at this point uh, it becomes a little separation because both myself and Justin picked strong to win and DA Fabe uh, picked Nakamura to win (laughs) but there's going to be a twist on these whole predictions coming up
1: so stay tuned By the way, I'm just going to roll back every time somebody says wah wah, i.e., Justin, four (laughs) to two on the NXT show. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to leave it alone. NXT (laughs) was yesterday.
0: Okay, go on. Um, But what was next was the NXT championship match Pete Dunne versus Adam Cole. Now, to (laughs) flashback to. Uh, Our predictions there, uh, both DA Fave and Justin predicted Pete Dunne to win. So if my prediction had come true, this would have been. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. I picked Adam Cole.
0: No, picked Pete Dunne to win at takeover. Oh, the night (laughs) before. (laughs) Okay. I picked Damian Priest. So if my pick had won, this would have been Adam Cole, Bay Bay versus Damian Priest.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, But so uh, for this, um, myself and DA Fave picked uh, Adam Cole. And Justin picked Pete Dunn.
1: Uh, Why of, did I pick Pete Dunn? I, I don't know. Reasons? I don't know. Because Mr. Baby <laughs> is a stud. Uh,
0: okay. My, maybe my, my I just wanted argument, to be different. Yeah. Maybe it was, you just wanted it to be different. But uh, long and the short of it, I was like, there is no way that they're going <laughs> to have the NXT <laughs> champion lose the championship to someone else on a non NXT branded show. Yeah. I don't know um, what I was thinking. But uh and and spoiler alert, Adam Cole was the one who won. So Adam uh, Cole baby. Yep.
1: Uh he hit his I was uh, kind of
2: disappointed by the match though. Yeah.
1: Wasn't that uh decent. Just felt like well, they could have done more. Remember, these I mean, especially for Adam Cole baby, he has uh, he's been kind of the workhorse of all of wwe the last three four weeks Mm -hmm. not just of nxt but all of it and keeping in mind he
0: is working with a fractured hand um that he's got taped up not in a cast taped up um but on top of it took a 15
1: foot fall through two tables
0: yeah Pete Dunne wrestles kind of a style that some people either like or don't like, um, and, you know. And and I thought it was a good match, all in all. Um, I did have to laugh that uh, Adam Cole came out with his ribs wrapped to sell the uh, match from last night. But they were wrapped kind of in the same way that uh, Diamond Dallas Page used to wrap his ribs back in WCW, which was low, you know, too low to actually be around ribs. Uh, it was really, like, wrapped around your, your stomach. And it always cracked me up in, in WCW. I'm like, that's not where ribs are. How does that help your ribs? Uh, and that was basically the way Adam Cole's was. It was, it was a, But um, in the end, he hit the last shot to the back of the head and got the one, two, three. Um,
1: yep. Love
0: that move, too. Yeah. The last Adam shot.
1: Cole, baby, we challenge you. Come on the show, man.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Or, <laughs> you know, send your girlfriend. <laughs> Now oh,
2: he's definitely not
1: coming on this. Show. One of our houses, not my house. My wife will kill me. <laughs> okay, to, I, I was referring to Justin and I. Yeah,
2: Whoop. our houses. I <laughs> we'll rent a house she, together. She could come
0: <laughs> to my house at a prearranged time when my wife was here to meet her and introduce her to our daughter and, and say hi and chaperone the whole um event. Event, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. interview. And then, and then she would leave. Um, Adam Cole could come too if he wanted to chaperone
1: as well. I, I was just thinking about the fact that she's a doctor. Well, yeah, I do need. I do saying. need. Some I, I, I. need. Your whole, I, your whole family's been sick recently. Yeah, smarts. Yes, very sick. S- the six smarts. Six marks. <laughs> so,
0: on that note, we will move on to the Universal Championship match: Daniel Bryan versus the Fiend, and. Um, we all were smart and chose the fiend because there's no way in their right minds they were taking that belt off the fiend this early. The, uh,
1: the only the only way this happens is if if dementia has fully set in, fully set in on Vince. Um, he was dumb enough to to have the fiend lose a Hell in the Cell match, which is designed for evil, pain causing people. Like, that could have been, you could have done a stoppage if The Fiend was beating the crap out of Seth mm-hmm. and re- had Seth retain. And I don't want to live on <laughs> in Hell of the Cell, but the only way that this was going to be Daniel Bryan winning was Vince losing his mind.
0: Yeah. And they kind of sold Daniel Bryan maybe winning because uh, Dan- uh, The Fiend had Daniel Bryan in uh, the Mandible Claw and Daniel Bryan worked his way to the ring ropes and turned it into a triangle choke off uh, off the uh, over the ropes, right? And then was wrenching wow. the the hand. And uh, commentary saying, "Oh, he's wrenching the hand that uh, he uses for that mandible claw. So maybe he won't be able to apply the mandible claw fully." And at that point, I, I even maybe even looked at my wife and was, oh God, they're gonna, they're gonna have this whole he can't apply the mandible claw and, and somehow or another all this and no, no, he applied the mandible claw, no problem later and got
1: the, got the pin. It was The other thing is it continues both storylines, so it continues fiend dominance and it continues Daniel Bryan's quest for self understanding or whatever that, that they're kind of doing here. So. Mm-hmm. The smart, the smart move was done by all three of us here, and um, and by WWE. That was the way to
0: go. Yes, um, it really, truly was the the way they should have done. It. In fact, and I so, think it
1: grows Daniel Bryan's self self awareness or self growth or self discovery thing storyline. I, th- I I really think it helps get that a lot better than it was the last time they tried that with Daniel Bryan.
0: Exactly,
1: exactly.
0: So 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 that keeps us uh, going too. The Team Raw versus Team NXT versus Team SmackDown. Uh, And, of course, Team Raw had previously been announced with Seth Rollins as the uh, leader, captain, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Ricochet, and Kevin Owens. Previous in the night, Seth Rollins confronted Kevin Owens with the whole, we need to know where your loyalties lie. Um, you know, are you show up on NXT last night? Are you part of NXT now or whatever? And uh, Kevin Owens said, you know, that wasn't me representing NXT. That was me going after those punks, Undisputed Era, who had attacked me, which was a great way to to play that off. And uh, and then he turned around and said, "But you question my loyalties. I question your loyalties." And then just stuck his hand out in the shield fist bump, uh, implying that maybe Seth Rollins would team up with, with Roman Reigns at some point or oh, turn on Rob for yeah. Roman Reigns and whatever. So right. I thought that was kind of a, a, a handy little thing. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Team SmackDown was the aforementioned Roman Reigns as team captain, uh, King Baron Corbin as uh, pseudo-king captain, uh, Braun Strowman, Shorty G, and uh, Mustafa Ali. Ali. Who did regain Uh-oh. his name Mustafa? Uh, he is now Mustafa Ali officially again.
1: Well, that's just really? such a strong name. Mustafa. Yep. Mustafa, Mustafa, Mustafa. Say it again.
0: Did
2: did, did they mention it? Jesus Christ. Did they mention it in a weird way, though? Like, did they mention why it's back, or they just said, it's Mustafa Ali? Yeah, no, they I just they just started said, calling oh, him Mustafa him Ali. Have it back. Why did now, they even get rid of it to begin with?
1: Uh reasons. Yeah. because
2: I'll accept that answer. How many
1: how many syllables does a person need? I think it's because uh Vince McMahon hates first names. <laughs> he hates
2: names. No, there I, I feel like there was something that happened in like real life America and I feel like there was a shooter or something, a school shooter or something, and well, that's it what sounded they did too with, cool.
1: uh Oh, was it Cedric Alexander they did that with, or who did they do that with? Oh, I'm trying to remember who it was, but yeah, it
0: was something like that. And, uh, no,
1: no, so no that, ass,
0: it. was, it was, um, Apollo Cruz. Yeah.
1: Because
0: yeah. there was a shooting at, at an Apollo. And, anyways,
1: um, no, the guy's but, last, the other guy's last name was Cruz. Was Cruz? Yeah.
0: So they just called him Apollo for a while. Anyways, um, I'm just waiting for the inevitable tag team of Shorty G and Ollie. That would be
1: Ollie G
2: in the house. Yes.
1: Oh, I am so proud of our cheesiness tonight. That is amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm telling I'm call, I'm calling Cheetos up right now, guys. That's it. Y'all win. Do it. Y'all the sponsors for it. Cheetos,
1: whether they like it or Do not. It. Ollie G, that's better than the Lion King reference, man. I'm so proud of you right now.
0: Uh, and then, of course, previous in the night on the kickoff show, HBK announced the official Team NXT, uh, which had previously we didn't know. So it was Tommaso Ciampa, who we pretty much assumed was going to be in it. Keith Lee, who we all pretty much assumed. And then Matt Riddle, who none of us thought was going to be in it. Uh, yeah. Damian Priest, who we thought maybe uh I totally thought Dominic Dijakovic was going to be in it. I think they got the so giant, and the fact that he wasn't in it. And then Walter was in it, and that really kind of surprised me that they'd bring Walter in. They're
1: throwing you a little what, love to the UK, though. though.
2: That, yeah. and he's very quite popular, like, and he's a good wrestler, first and foremost. If Vince will like him, he's a freaking giant. So mm-hmm. uh, he delivers some of the most painful-looking chops I've ever seen. For
0: sure. For sure.
1: <laughs> Woo! Yeah. he said some I, of he didn't say the most
0: I gotta be honest as much as I like Flair I never thought his chops looked particularly
1: devastating just a lot of slappies anyways. yes loud um, slappies
0: but like Walter I feel like if he chopped me I'd have to get surgery to repair my broken sternum they just look <laughs> massive um and once again, not gonna go through elimination by elimination, because you can look that up if you are interested in the specifics of it. Uh, but in the end, we we were kind of predicting that uh for this, or at least two of us were predicting that potentially there could have been a Kevin Owens turn, because they were teasing it, and uh there was not. No. Kevin Owens uh got eliminated. Yep. He just like that. He went to the outside the and way. hit a stutter on someone, and then uh, rolled back in and uh, was pinned by Champa And gone. And, um,
1: and did, didn't turn at all. I mean, nope. whatsoever. Didn't even...
0: Just left. Jeez. Um, anyways, uh, but it went back and forth. At one point, there was uh, a moment where uh, it was Walter uh, and uh, Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman in the ring. And uh, that was a scary looking ring. Uh,
2: the ring didn't break?
1: Nope, it did not. Oh, too early in the Damn. night to rig, to rig that up. Come on. <laughs> uh, but in the end, uh, there was there was a
0: moment clo- close to the end that uh, there was a fight between uh, Roman Reigns and uh, Baron Corbin, and uh, Re- Roman Reigns dropped Baron Corbin with a spear, and then just stood back and let Champa pin him.
2: Yeah, and just like that.
0: Just literally just like go ahead pin him. Just like that. Uh, He's my teammate, but you, you can pin him.
1: You can go, go ahead. ahead. Which which is a healer except for the fact that he did it to to one of the best heels in the in the game right now. So Um the final
0: uh kind of in the ring uh you had um uh Roman Reigns, uh Seth Rollins, and uh uh the the last guy Uh, from uh, team NXT, Keith Lee. Uh, And that really kind of surprised me that Keith Lee was the the final man from NXT. And even more than that, um, what surprised me is that uh, I fully, and Justin and I both predicted NXT would win this one. And both Justin and I were wrong. Uh, Roman Reigns, because we didn't expect Roman Reigns to be the last one from SmackDown. And we were both probably stupid because of yep. course Roman Reigns was gonna be the final guy from SmackDown, and of course if he's the final guy from Smackdown, he's gonna win. Um so because but, Vince. Yeah, because you Vince. There. That's it. Vince. Um but so because of that, uh DA Fabe, who had predicted SmackDown, got the point on that one. Good call. Yes. Um, well done. So and then we have uh But that second- it, it,
1: my reason was wrong though. Because my reason was for Fox and it was for roman but and then the second to last match no
0: holds barred for the wwe championship ray mysterio versus brock lesnar
2: no 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 joker mysterio versus brock lesnar yes he
0: was in a joker
2: themed. he was joker themed outfit with the hair and everything it looked completely ridiculous thank god the match was somewhat halfway decent But Joker just looked, excuse me, Mysterio just looked ridiculous. In fairness, Mysterio has done superhero
0: and supervillain themed uh, ring gear for a long time. It's always looked stupid, but some people love it. So whatever. Uh, Big storyline of this, you know, because it was a no-hold-barred match, uh, Mysterio immediately went for the steel pipe, and then they were fighting for a while, and at one point uh mysterio got super and suplexed and all of this stuff and uh Lesnar grabbed for the pipe and uh Dominic hit the ring with a white towel pleading for mercy like he's gonna throw in the towel which I can't help but wonder if wasn't a uh, sly dig towards aew uh with the mm. ending of the full gear match um Mm-mm. but uh uh, brock grabbed the towel and threw it out of the ring and then looked like he was gonna try to hit dominic with something um and dominic uh hit him in the nuts uh yep. and then mysterio hit him in the nuts and then they did a uh series of pipe shots and then a chair shot and then a double six one nine and then a dominic frog splash and then a mysterio frog splash and uh, then a double cover, and I thought, oh my goodness, GA Fabe and I are, are right. We both predicted that Rey Mysterio would win this for different reasons, I think. Um, but we both thought this is a, a good chance to put it on Rey Mysterio and give him a give him a, even a just a short run with it and all this stuff. And uh, mm. Lesnar kicked out, yep. and then uh, they they both went back up to the top rope to deliver, I guess, uh, more frog splashes. I guess, and Lesnar just popped to his feet, and went over and just grabbed Dominic, and just brutally uh, German uh, suplexed him to, to the other side, and then Mysterio made a jump, and uh, Lesnar caught him into the F5, and won. And yep. a sh- short match, and probably maybe the worst of the main show, at least, overall. Oh, for I'm- sure.
1: I'm gonna go ahead and say with the exception of pre-show, worst of the weekend. Yeah,
0: very possibly. Um, but whatever. So in that case, uh Justin got
2: a point there because he was the only one who picked uh Brock to win. Like, come on, guys. Anytime Brock is in a match, you know he's winning. Unless it's against Seth Rollins or Goldberg, Brock is winning. Rey Mysterio is not gonna Roman. he's
1: lost to Roman.
2: Oh, it's true. Good old Roman. Well, I think we're all safe to say now. Anytime Roman's in a match and he's left on a team, he's definitely gonna win it for everybody to make him look so much better. <sighs> Freaking Roman. But yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it was. It was a Brock match. What do you want me to tell you? I I, I just enjoy him beating the holy hell out of Dominic. Yeah, like, that just, just wasn't enough. Makes of me them. happy. I feel so. <laughs> Wow. and then
0: we make it to the main event it's time yeah no, i'm, wrong, I'm wrong old promotion. school i i i prefer uh the other uh brother cousin step bro anyways
2: mm. can we not say that one technically gets sued. <laughs> uh
0: technically you could get sued for uh the it's time because he owns a trademark on that as well but uh oh. we're just we're too small time well, to us i think
2: well then let's get ready to rumble Let's just do it. That I know for a coming. fact we
1: can get sued on. <laughs> Fortunately, well, we're small. I lost three podcast podcasts over that. <laughs> anyway, but so let's do this.
0: Champion versus champion versus champion. Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler versus As Bailey, and uh, it was a good match. Great match. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Bailey came out uh, looking like she was going to ask to speak to the manager. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful with the old people haircut that, that Becky made fun of her. with. Yeah. And,
0: uh, but a great match all in all. Um, now going into this, they made sure to point out that the total tally, uh, Raw versus NXT versus SmackDown at that point was Raw had won one NXT had won three SmackDown had one, two. So, going into this, the only thing Raw could do uh, for the total tally was play spoiler for uh, SmackDown. The only thing SmackDown could do was potentially tie. So this was all NXT's to win or lose, really. Um, If NXT lost to either of them, it ended up being a tie in one way or another. Um, But anyways, uh, long story short, um, it, it was so great. Uh, Baszler got Bailey in, uh, the karafuna clutch and, uh, she got out of it with a pinfall attempt and then, uh, Baszler kept it locked in and then Bailey hit a side suplex and then went to the top rope to hit her, um, elbow, which quite frankly, once Kyrie Sane got pulled up to the main roster, uh, Bailey should have stopped doing that because nobody yeah. does a top rope elbow drop better than Kyrie Sane right
2: now. Well, oh. she wants to be Macho Man, right? Like, yeah. that's her whole thing. Technically, ba- Bailey was doing it first. Yeah, I She's don't care. Been who using that. Uh... Yeah, I don't care. If someone
0: okay. does it better. Someone came along and did it better, and now it's time mm. to give up and do something else. Because Kairi Saints just looks so beautiful and so painful. Oh, but and Bailey's true. looks, I don't know. Okay.
2: Macho Man-ish? But,
0: no, e- even Macho, because Macho Man, when he came down, he actually, he had one of his hands on the other hand, and he landed on the point of his elbow. Um, mm. And Bailey never looks uh But anyways, she goes up to do it, and uh, when she's coming down, uh, Baszler maneuvers, catches her into the Kirafuna clutch, and uh, gets the win for the tap-out. And uh, I would point out that all three of us chose Baszler to win, and all three of us were correct, but that be. Begins a little bit of a dilemma because uh, we ended up in a three-way tie uh, for our prediction.
1: Oh, yeah. So, all predicted uh, Bailey to take the loss. Yeah. And that's the deal. Yeah, it's like, that's And exactly we even
0: we even made a joke on the prediction show that we hadn't thought of a tie break. And we just hoped that there wouldn't be a reason for us to do a tie break.
1: Well, I mean, we could always roll back to the previous night. Nope, nope. Can't do that. That's a different nope, show. Nope, nope.
2: Yeah, different show all together. Can't do that. Can't do that. No, nope. nope,
1: so I guess throwing out options, just throwing out options. And they're stupid options. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think anyone likes that idea. No. I nope. could, I could, I could give it to you guys because you guys did predict an NXT overall win, but then there's still a two-way tie. Yeah, there's still a two-way tie. And so. I predicted a uh, SmackDown overall win. So.
0: Yeah. And that was the deal. In the end, uh, both Justin and I predicted NXT. Of course, this was before those uh, other two matches had been announced for the pre-show. So,
1: so what's what? Well, but all we scored was the ones that were ours.
0: But so we predicted NXT with three and Raw and SmackDown each with one, and uh, D. A. Fade predicted SmackDown with three and NXT and Raw with one. And in the end, NXT had four, SmackDown had two, Raw had one.
1: So um, and of of the ones we had the chance to predict, what was it? Of the yeah, ones let's... we
0: had a chance to predict, um let's see, uh, I predicted one, two, three. Yeah, uh we predict yeah, three 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 NXT. Uh so there was only one of the That'd NXT ones. Three NXT
1: three one one, right? Yes, three one one. Yeah. And so
0: so yeah, so uh but all in all, good night. Um, We can argue back and forth uh, based on on our predictions, who won or who didn't, but we've said this before, who really won? The people watching the show, the fans, because this was Uh, a great, great uh, weekend of wrestling uh, or sports entertainment, uh, but we can mm. all, I think, say we were very sports entertained. And... Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna go into RAW tomorrow night. You know, at least a little excited to see some fallout. Although, in fairness, are uh, you
2: though? There's gonna be no more NXT now. It's done. The only well, that's the deal. This the, plane trip was the whole reason any of this happened. So it's a blessing in disguise with this mechanical issue. I think they, they were always be- planning there to be NXT in it,
0: but I but I do not know. They they very well could have changed some stuff uh in the final because of that plane stoppage
1: you know in terms of a wrestling crime we could do one crime tonight at the end of the day this is the best pay-per-view i've seen in a while to set up future um when you have a crossover pay-per-view where everything's about the crossover um you really don't expect to see a whole lot of future set up and and that was at least my biggest fear coming into this weekend was that we were going to have nothing said. There, there was just no story, no future story being said. We came out of this weekend with uh, with a a, uh, a better Daniel Bryan storyline, and I don't like Daniel Bryan, and so that's that's a good thing. Um, I did miss Finn on the main show. Eh, mm-hmm. I
0: yeah.
1: guess. Um, well,
0: and that's, I, there was no, like, obvious place to put him storyline-wise, so maybe they made the right decision by not
1: yeah.
2: bringing
0: him into it. But yeah, you're right. It, it was kind of like, I was even wearing my Finn Balor shirt, and my wife looked at me and said, where was Finn Balor tonight? And I was like, sitting at home.
2: On my shirt.
1: Yeah. He's on right my here. shirt. Hey, uh, you want to make sure to throw yourself in on that Cheetos sponsorship, bud. Oh,
2: uh-huh. yeah. really? Really? Because I got one a <laughs> joke in? I'm automatically a sponsor.
1: God, yeah. join
2: but, up. Yeah, no, you know what? Good match. A uh, good, good event. Honestly, Takeover was still much better in my opinion. Uh, the Survivor Series matchups were certainly this Survivor Series was definitely better than last year. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and I think that kind of plays into what I was saying. I think this Survivor Series probably uh, would have been better in the end with maybe two less matches. Right. Uh, not the necessarily making two. any of the other matches longer, just making the show about two matches shorter. The uh, and they could have pre show, the the pre-show match.
1: Pre-show. yeah. Um,
0: but like by the end of the night, this the, the one problem with the Baszler, uh, Becky and Bailey match that's a lot of B's.
2: Um,
0: was by this
2: point the crowd was out of it. They, they were like, What? Well, that's they had put if on you're enough there show in the beginning of the pre show. If you're there from the beginning of the actual pre-show, that's six six hours yeah, of, of wrestling. I'm tired after three hours of Raw. They're alive, so mm-hmm. I could only imagine what why they would be so dead. Like, but well, that's my uh, point. Is
0: if if this match had taken place on the kickoff instead of a pointless tag team elimination battle royal or whatever, you know, um. And don't get me wrong. Not trying to take anything away from the cruiserweight, but uh, we mentioned before that cruiserweight match had no reason to happen other than uh, we need to put a cruiserweight match on the pre-show because it says here that we put a cruiserweight title match on the pre-show. Right here what? in the notes from Vince, cruiserweight so, title match goes on.
1: Pre-show. Let's let's take those two matches off, and then you roll. You can roll even the Adam Cole Bay Bay match um, against uh, Pete Dunne maybe mm-hmm. the pre-show because they're not WWE and and this is SmackDown and you can even have a, a, a vignette where Triple H is pissed off. Cause that should be a main, uh, that should be a, a main card show yep. and you know, a match and, and everything <laughs> like that. That works. I mean, all of that works. Um, and, and like I said, again, we're still telling better storyline. We have considerable contenders for every major title, uh, we advance storylines where we don't have a contender for a title. Um, really, the worst two storylines we have right now that, that we know, what are we doing with Seth and, and Roman? And I mean, these are your marquee guys, and we have no direction with them whatsoever. Yeah. Well, and that's uh, the deal. I mean, that's, that's the problem with Vince, you know? And frankly, another match
0: that, uh, for all that matters, could have been on the pre show, and I know they're never going to put it on the pre show because it is the WWE champion. Uh, but Brock versus Rey First of all, it was like, I don't know Four minutes long yeah. tops, You know, it didn't really advance Any new storyline Really It was just a beatdown of no, it didn't. Rey Mysterio and Dominic, And yeah. that's about it I mean, in reality, it just didn't need to be on the show They could have put it off until TLC And it would have made more yeah. sense To have a no-holds yeah. star- match between them At TLC Um But that's, I think, like I said, I think that part of what plays into NXT always, always feels like a better pay-per-view in the end uh, on these big four takeover and whatever pay-per-view days, uh, weekends. Partially because I think it's just, it's way more concise and focused. They've usually only got four or five storylines and they're all developed storylines and they uh, uh, do those and then they set up new storylines. Whereas the main roster ones uh, so often feel like, oh, we've got to fill six hours, so let's throw together four more matches that really don't matter.
1: Yeah, and and as much as we wanted to reunify, um, reunify the pay per views, I'm really okay with not. I really, I mean, let's do some brand specific pay per views again, Uh, so we can get more concise, better developed storylines. Yeah, Um, a little something to chew on every now and then, you know.
0: I was always and a no big surprise. fan of it.
1: I was a big fan
0: of the concept of brand specific pay-per-views. They didn't do it very well before, but the simple fact is if you take the the 12 major pay-per-views and you split it up to 6 and 6 alternating or even you know the big 4 are dual
1: branded crossovers
0: but yep. the other 8 you know, split those four and four, then you've got basically two months most of the time for each brand to build storylines going into a pay-per-view, and all of the matches at that pay-per-view feel a little bit
1: better. The only and downside You don't is, have to just be chasing a title for a reason to be one to fight. Yeah. Right. The only
0: downside is when you get to backlash or whatever, if backlash is a smackdown branded pay-per-view, you do run the risk of all the Seth Rollins fans being like, "Well, I'm not even going to turn into backlash because, you know, I, my guy's not on it." But I think that's a minor problem.
1: I really. Think I, th- I think it's even even smaller problem with the with the network mm-hmm. as a whole because once you're paying for something, you're paying yeah, for. I'm
0: already paying nine bucks, yeah. so might as well, you know.
1: Yeah.
2: And also, fun little fact now too: what's most likely going to happen with NXT takeovers now is they're not going to be on Saturdays anymore. But they're actually going to be on an off weekend where there's not a WWE pay-per-view. And they will essentially now go to Sundays. Triple H did mention something happening along those lines where he does want to kind of... yeah. It's about Turned, time. Turn it
0: and, into a real pay-per-view.
2: Turn it into a real pay-per-view, <laughs> and they don't want to compete with MMA anymore. They don't want to compete with MMA or boxing and so on on Saturdays. They rather stick to what they know is best. Sunday for pay-per-views, and he did mention that it's a lot of wrestling. You know, he mentioned well, that there was about sixteen hours this week or like ten hours this week, and it was just too much. I, I will throw yeah. another reason that they. Uh are wanting to switch away from
0: Saturdays uh, into A. the mix. And it's yeah, it's not the one that they're ever going to mention. But um, AEW does their pay-per-views on Saturdays. And uh, WWE, if they move NXT to Sundays, they're not supporting this idea that Saturdays are pay-per-view day anymore. Um, and so they, they can kind of fight against the popularity. Because here's the deal. If the takeovers are always still on Saturdays, uh, as takeovers get to be more popular, as NXT g- gains more popularity, um, and then the takeover comes on Saturday, and then a week later, there's an AEW pay-per-view on Saturday, you stand a chance of a lot of your fans being like, well, I'll just watch the AEW pay-per-view. <laughs> so now uh, you're you're helping to remove that habit of Saturday uh, wrestling uh, from people by moving your takeovers to Sunday. It makes sense, business-wise, I get it. I'm still gonna watch AEW pay-per-view. It doesn't get
2: me. No, but anyone is still going to watch it anyways because now you can just watch AEW on Saturday and watch NXT on Sunday. Yeah. You're not doing anything but helping AEW out, essentially.
1: Uh, you're already competing for fan. Helping, yeah.
2: helping the wrestling fan. Because
0: here's the deal is, um, the simple fact is, if there was both an NXT and an AEW pay per view on the same Saturday, both sides suffer. Neither of them gets the
1: amount of views that yeah.
0: they want, period.
1: Yeah, um, on a pay-per-view, okay. you need to make sure that you're getting the same, same, the maximum booking, mm-hmm. uh, especially for AEW, who doesn't have a subscription in any way, shape, or form um, in the U.S. I guess if I was in England, I could get Fight TV, yeah. um, but yeah. or, or, mm-hmm. an affordable one, I guess I should say, um, mm. but. Uh, uh, you know, WWE has that subscription system. So then you really run the risk with, in, as AEW by trying to, if you're on the same night as WWE. Um So there could be some, uh, I mean, it might actually have been a strategy that would be beneficial to WWE, but I don't know. I think people, you know, I spent most of my teens and 20s, not caring about whether or not I had to watch the pay-per-view because I was going to catch up anyways. I was going to look it up on the internet. I was going to you know, watch Raw on Monday and find out what actually happened. Um, I wasn't going to be left in the dark with it.
0: You and your internet to get the the results. When I was a kid, you couldn't get the results from the internet. You had to call the hotline. I, I was one part of one of those hotlines. Call the hotline, Mean Gene, 1-900-909-9900. Get your parents' permission before dialing.
2: Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, guys, by the way, fun little fact before we finish this whole thing, it's pretty much done. But we did see that meme come to life as Bailey actually wore the WWE championship.
1: While mm-hmm. having oh, her waist. logo,
2: A, E, and then the W was the belt. And voila. So they are not afraid to use it that way. It has nothing to do with it saying you Unless they still don't realize it. Or they just or, don't care. Or they or, saw
0: that people were onto their conspiracy theory and they decided we got to prove them wrong by having her do it. I mean, just play devil's advocate.
1: I love when you keep your conspiracy theory going. I really do.
0: Now... Um, I did want to mention, because uh, we didn't mention it, after the Bailey becky basler match, the BBB match, um, as uh, mm. Basler is celebrating her win, uh, uh, the man, Becky Lynch, hit her with a leg sweep and then drove her into the announce table and then delivered a massive leg drop onto the announce table, through the announce table to uh, Basler, and then celebrated... Uh, holding her title up and everything. Whoa! So, so in the end, even though Baszler won the match, Becky stood
1: because she's the man. Well, because she's the biggest draw. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be Eggman. Be,
0: I'm I'm so, so hoping <laughs> now. Here's the deal: uh, if if it works the way that WWE would like it to, uh, this week NXT. Uh, could potentially see, higher see on the a, uh, a spike on the ratings because a lot of main roster fans who really didn't watch much NXT uh, did get exposed to it uh, tonight. So we'll see. Yeah. This could be the real start of the ratings war um, mm. where it might start going back and forth a little bit. Uh, but once again, we've said it before. That's only good for us, the fans. Um, that's it. Yep. Because the better NXT does against AEW, the better AEW is going to bring their game up. And then AEW is going to do better, so then NXT is going to step their game up. And and we are going to be the victors. And, and that's awesome for us. Um, but... Um, I
2: think we've uh, done a pretty good review here. Does anyone have any closing thoughts? Uh, no, good job, Officer Smarts. Yeah. That was really well done. You really recapped hey. the entire pay-per-view. I'm sorry, we didn't help you that much. We kind of gave our yeah. opinions, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, this is this is more of a... We were the color guys, and you were
2: you a yeah, really we were solid the, Morrow. Play-by-play. Play. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to be the locker My room leader pitch. here. Which, by the way, did you guys notice how many hip-hop references Morrow was making on NXT and how many pop culture references he was also making just on both shows? Like, he, it was a nonstop pop it. fest.
0: He uh, always makes a ton of them. I do know someone who noticed how many uh, uh, hip-hop references he made, and that's Corey Graves. And he you... and he actually disabled his account afterwards. Because <laughs> Corey Graves uh, tweeted about it. And uh, then Morrow deleted or hit his
2: account. But I mean, whatever. Corey Graves should know, though, Like, because keep in mind, Morrow had some mental issues in the past and so on and so forth. Granted, I know it's Twitter. You shouldn't take it all too seriously. But don't have one of your colleagues call you out like that either, especially when you know the guy is a little bit fragile. Um, maybe it has nothing to do with that either. But, you know, um, I think it was a shitty move on Corey Graves to do that. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's a heel commentator, so
0: he's, he's uh, playing the part. But just what he tweeted out, and I quote, just for the record, guys, I know you wouldn't know it, but there's actually a WWE Hall of Famer and a former Ring of Honor champion on commentary. I imagine they have a lot to offer. And then the shrugging emoji.
2: <sighs>
0: um, am I, do I know who this is? Who am I supposed to,
2: who is that? That's Corey Graves' tweet. No, but who the Hall of Fame and ROH announcer.
0: Well, uh, Beth Phoenix is the Hall of Famer, and uh, Nigel McGuinness uh, used to oh, wrestle okay. in Ring of Honor ROH. and was the
2: Ring of Honor champion. So, oh, I thought he meant both at the same time. I'm like, what? There's no. a legendary <laughs> There's a no. Hall of Famer and an ROH wrestler? The fuck? No. And so basically
0: he's saying that uh, uh, Morrow is dominating everything and uh, not letting the other people talk at all. So, um, I guess from now on, we will just call me the Mara Ronaldo of Run Order WBU. Oh, Jesus. Let's not. Mama and I- Mia. Uh.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give you that level of credit. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You you know what? That, that's the problem. We gave him too much credit. It went over his head. It didn't take him that long. Now, he should be called the Mariah Carey of WBU. i got to be Z-U. honest, guys. My,
0: uh, my <laughs> head diva
2: it's a little fits a little tight right now. So, Oh, oh Jesus. Jesus. So on that note, on that,
1: note, hello, Cheetos?
2: hello, Cheetos. Hello, Cheetos. <laughs> Hit us up,
0: Cheetos, man. Come on, send us some bags. We love it. Uh, on that note, uh, we will bring this to a close as always. I invite you guys to hop on, uh, your computer machines, go to your favorite podcast podcast, platform, and like us. Share us with your friends. Subscribe to us if you're not already. um Hop on another one and subscribe to us there. You know, there are a dozen podcast platforms out there. You can subscribe to us on all of them, and that would be
2: wonderful. Hey.
0: Um, you can also uh, follow us on Twitter. You can find me at raw and Order WBU. You can find DA Fabe at... DA, or at DA Vincent K Fabe. And you can
2: always find uh, Justin at JLB420, Real Talk Radio's Twitter at Real Talk Radio 8. And that's how you do it, good sir. Awesome. And of course, you can follow more
0: about uh, Real Talk Radio at realtalkradio.ca. Um, you can, of sir. course, hop on anchor.fm and leave us here at Raw and Order WBU a voice message. Or, I've mentioned this before, you can hop on there and there's a little place that you can click support us. And you can help make your favorite podcast even better uh, by sending us as little as a dollar a month. Uh, helps us uh, get equipment and uh, software and all of that stuff to make this podcast better for you, the listening public. Um. We would appreciate it a lot. You can also hop on YouTube and uh, subscribe and give us thumbs up and all that stuff. Or go to iTunes uh, podcast and give us a five-star review, just like Meltzer uh, helps us out like uh, you wouldn't believe. But on that note, (laughs) we will see you later this week uh, with our Cheetos. I'm telling you. Call us. You want Cheetos? Hit us up. At Ron Order WBU. Just
1: free Cheetos works. That's, I mean, we don't need money.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we work for Cheetos.
1: <laughs>
0: but on that note, we will see you later this week on a visit from the FBI. Uh, for now, case is closed.